Welcome to Investing in Integrity. I'm Ross Overline, CEO and co-founder of Scholars of Finance, a rapidly growing organization on a mission to inspire character and integrity in the finance leaders of tomorrow. If you're an investor, finance professional, or student aspiring to make an impact with capital, this show is for you. Investing in Integrity brings you conversations with leading minds in finance to help you learn how you can make finance a force for good by investing in integrity. We have a very special episode today. Today's podcast is a first for us at SOF. By popular demand, several of our members in Scholars of Finance joined us for our first student panel. Four of our SOF leaders, Adriana, Joseph, Nishant, and Sunrit, came on the podcast to share what finance culture is like on their campuses, what their perception of the recruiting process and industry are, and the impact they hope to have through finance and investing. I admire these young future leaders so much. Today's conversation is a unique look into how the next generation is thinking of finance and investing, and we hope you enjoy it. Adriana, Joseph, Nishant, Sunrit, it is such a pleasure to have you on the Investing in Integrity podcast. This feels like a really, really special episode. For all of our listeners who've listened to every episode, you will notice this stands out a bit because this is our first ever student panel on the podcast. We normally interview executives on this podcast, and in the trailer, we promised to interview students, members of Scholars of Finance. This has been long awaited in the first time that we get to talk to you, our students, and share your insights with our audience, other students in our network, and our investors and executives in our network as well. So it's such a pleasure to have you all on the podcast. Welcome, welcome. I want to dive right in. We only have 45-ish minutes and so much to cover. So let's just start with each of you sharing an introduction of yourself and a bit about your background. Adriana, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, of course. First of all, thank you for having us. Talk a little bit about myself. I'm a current freshman at MIT. I'm majoring in finance and minoring possibly in computer science and economics. In addition to being a management intern here at Scholarship Finance with the national team, I'm the current VP of marketing for the MIT chapter, and I'm also involved with the MIT soccer club team, Effective Altruism Club, and also the Organization of Latino Asheries. In the last year, so basically the year before my freshman year, I decided to take a gap year where I sort of decided to develop professionally and I gained, I worked with a company called Vector Marketing where I worked and gained experience in sales and management. And also I sort of developed an interest for philanthropy by creating different social impact initiatives. Thank you, Adriana. Very impressive background. Joseph, why don't you go next? Thank you, Ross. And thank you for having me on this podcast. I'm excited to be on. Yeah, by myself, I'm Joseph. I'm a current freshman, a rising sophomore at the University of California, Berkeley, hoping a double major in computer science and business. Currently, in addition to being a management associate at Scholars of Finance, the national team as the tech management associate, I'm also the VP of development at my Berkeley SOF chapter. I'm also a rising project manager at a pro bono consulting club called GRC, and I'm also a participant of other smaller fun organizations on campus like the esports team. I also run charity esports tournaments as well, stream it on Twitch. It's a lot of fun. And I'm also from San Diego and I love to golf. In Southern California, you could golf all year round and that's one of the benefits. So 
Thanks, Joseph. And I appreciated the esports fundraiser that you did for Scholars of Finance. That was one of our most unique fundraisers we've had. Nishant, why don't you go next? Absolutely. Hey, everyone. My name is Nishant. I'm a rising senior at Princeton from Singapore. I'm the co-founder and president of the SOF Princeton chapter. And I've been a part-time staff member at the SOF national team for about two years now. Love SOF and everything we do and happy to be here. Thanks, Nishant. Don't know if we'd be here without your leadership in the organization. Sanrit, why don't you round us out? Of course, Ross. Thank you so much for having me. I'm a rising sophomore at Princeton studying operations research and financial engineering. I was born in Kolkata, India, but I moved to the United States when I was three years old. and I've lived in New Jersey since. At Princeton, I'm also on the D1 cheerleading team, and I have various academic interests in environmental science and medicine. And for fun, I sing and I compete in Taekwondo. And I have been with Scholars of Finance since January, and I'm a management associate working with the corporate partnerships team, and I'm really invested, and I love SOS mission. Thanks, Anurit. And you have a black belt in Taekwondo, don't you? This is true. I do have a black belt. <laughs> so all of us, if you're walking down the street with Sunrit, know you can feel safe and you have nothing to worry about. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for the, the, the wonderful introductions. I want to dive right in. I have so many questions for all of you. And I know a lot of the executives in our network and our community are so excited to hear from you directly. A little bit more about each of you. First, tell us, tell our audience, what are you hoping to do with your career? What are your career aspirations? In short... I plan on spending my career really trying to use business and finance to create high leverage, positive societal change at scale. There's a handful of social issues I happen to be really passionate about. Some like marine conservation, which I picked up as a kid growing up in Singapore, and others, you know, more like economic opportunity that I've really come to appreciate the true scale and importance of during my time at Princeton. And my time at SOF has shown me that if I want to maximize the impact I can have towards solving these issues over the course of my career, Finance and capital allocation are most likely the best ways to do that. Yeah, I can build off of you, Nishant. To be honest, I didn't want to do finance forever. For the longest time, I was very much against it. I was super into medical sciences. And coming into Princeton, I took this class called Ethics and Finance. And it really opened my eyes to some of the ethical issues in finance, specifically connected to the medical industry. And so in my career, at this point, I know it's really early, I'm really looking to find that intersection between medicine and finance to solve some of the biggest problems with the U.S. healthcare system. Yeah, jumping off of Sunrit, I also at the beginning did not know I wanted to do finance. I thought I really wanted to focus more on economics and on the development of sort of creating that type of logic and way of thinking in order for me to be able to really make an impact in the social initiatives I wanted to partake in the future. But then I realized there's a really big, especially like coming here at MIT, I realized it's such a big area for improvement, like inside, inside of the field of finance towards basically building for good and how to use the resources you make to benefit others. And I feel like that's definitely what I hope to do with my career now, at least in the beginning, obviously in the future, I don't know what the future might hold. And I'm really not sure of what specific field 
I want to develop myself in, but I feel like gaining that experience and helping transform the finance community into what I see that it can transform to is the reason why I now want to do finance and see that capacity for change. I had a bit of an opposite experience from uh, Adrian Sunrit in that I thought coming into college, I was going to be purely finance, sell-side iBanking. I thought that was going to be my goal for me. And then I took a computer science class my first semester and enjoyed it. And so I'm still very interested in finance. It's not to discount that, but I'm now trying to figure out where I'd want to go with computer science and finance going forward, maybe work at a startup, maybe do a fintech and create high impact work. Previously, when I did take a computer science class and some Ross and probably some executives will scoff at this, I wanted to be a quant trader. However, I thought about it. And then after joining Scholars of Finance, I thought, what kind of high impact work am I doing trading all day? I do like financial markets, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think trading will really do anything impactful in the world other than make me money. So I do want to do something impactful. I don't want to just be in it for the money and clock out because that's kind of a boring life experience if all you did was make money and not really do anything impactful. So that's where my career goals are aiming towards finding some way to create some kind of proprietary technology, work somewhere in finance and technology to create meaningful impact on this world. Thank you, all of you, for sharing your career aspirations. And I appreciate all of your unique stories, sort of how you continue to evolve, how you continue to develop your understanding and keep exploring how you can make the most impact possible in alignment with those areas that you're passionate about in ways that you enjoy and drive energy from. I've got to say, Sunrit, that ethics and finance class you took at Princeton, we're very fortunate that the professor, J.C. Deswan, who teaches that class, is on our advisory board here at Scholars of Finance. We've actually had him on this podcast before, and it sends a lot of people into Scholars of Finance as fate would have it. And I think JC does a marvelous job, marvelous job with that class. And I've got to say, Joseph, for you, in our early conversations, you know, when you when you joined Scholars of Finance initially and, and were sort of pursuing your career in finance, you had a really interesting experience around finance culture. I would love to segue into a conversation around what finance culture is like on your campuses. I've heard lots of horror stories. There's the caricature of the finance bro who all they care about is money. They're like the Jordan Belfort, you know, stereotype from Wolf of Wall Street. They just want to make a ton of money, party, post it on Instagram, get famous and get rich. And it's all for their own ego, right? This is sort of the negative stereotype that you hear at its worst. And at Scholars of Finance, I'm so encouraged every day seeing you and all of our other members. And you give me a lot of hope and a lot of faith in the next generation of finance leaders. And from what you've all shared, you know, you're clearly not the Jordan Belfort types, right? You want to make an impact. You want to do good. You want to solve large and important problems in the world, whether climate, medicine, socioeconomic development, et cetera. So with that said, I think for a lot of our executive listening and a lot of the investors listening, recruiters listening to this podcast, they want to understand what is the culture like on your campus. Joseph, why don't you kick us off on this one and everyone else can can follow on. What is the finance culture on college campuses today? Yeah, I'd I love to start off because this is what kind of got me into SOF. But originally, as I spoke about my career aspirations, I walked onto Berkeley's campus thinking 100% finance, sell-side banking, maybe buy-side PE, like finance. I wanted to be finance. And so I joined a couple of finance clubs. One of them was SOF, but the other one was a purely finance club. 
The finance culture, I guess we'll start off with the stereotype. At Berkeley, the business school is known as Haas. And a lot of the other majors, so since I'm doubling computer science as well, a lot of the computer science and anyone who isn't a Haas major will call them Haas holes, snakes, any bad insult on business majors, they'll, they'll throw it at them because the cultural stereotype is that finance business majors are only in it, one, for the money and two, for their own ego and self-interest and for Jordan Belfort type, essentially. So in this other finance club that I was in, the party culture was very real. And it's not to discount like, oh, parties are horrible. It's like, it's, it's not to say that, but the culture was very toxic. But instead of encouraging healthy practices, when I was in that club, I wasn't peer pressured. I was very strong in my values, but it was very tough because I felt alone. I felt alone in like, oh yeah, you're expected to have like a massive body count. You're expected to drink until you pass out. You're expected to like do all that. And for some reason that was associated with finance. And I was like, okay, where's the, I'm just here for the financial markets. Like I just like trading, you know, I just want to create high impact work, but it was not the case. And finance majors on campus have a really notorious reputation for taking Fridays off to party, partying on Thursday nights, Friday nights, Saturday nights, Sunday nights, and then doing school part-time essentially. So when I started exploring campus, SOF was a respite for me because a lot of the values that they taught align with what I believe and what I want to do in finance. And it felt like a community and a culture where I didn't feel alone. Right? And so SOF was a great respite for me and it was a great solution to that problem on campus. That's so interesting to hear, Joseph, because the experience on Princeton's campus is quite different. So we don't actually have a business school or any business or specifically finance related majors. So I wouldn't say that our finance culture is as institutionalized, but at the same time, 30% of our graduating classes end up in finance and consulting on average. So you can, you can be assured that there is a culture of finance and consulting on campus, but instead of it being very homogenous and toxic, as you said, I find that a lot of people come into school not really knowing what they want to do. And finance is the easy way to, you know, make a great amount of money out of Princeton, especially when there is such a established pipeline. I mean, it usually goes, you join one of the many finance clubs on campus your freshman fall or spring. You really grind on that finance club during the year, maybe into sophomore year, get your sophomore internship, get your junior internship, get your return offer, and then you're set. And I think that you know, that type of culture of, oh, you don't know what you want to do, do finance. I think that doesn't leave a lot of room for academic exploration or the fact that, you know, finance can be leveraged through other fields, like you said, computer science. And I feel that on campus, I, I find a sense of aimlessness amongst a lot of these people who end up in finance just because they haven't found another career path that they consider to be monetarily successful. And that's one of the problems I find on campus that you know finance isn't intrinsically bad, but it ends up being the bucket that you get into because you want to make money and you don't know what else to do. Nishant, is your experience at Princeton's campus similar or how has your experience differed at all? Absolutely. I think Sunwood captures it really well. I mean, you know, Sunwood and I were both at one point freshmen at Princeton. 
honestly, if I had to characterize, I mean, having seen, you know, dozens of freshmen and sophomores in, in the Princeton chapter now, if I had to characterize the main issues with the finance culture on campus, I think they all boil down to really the shame associated with going into finance, right? It's seen as a shameful thing to go into the industry and, and even selfish. I'll never forget Rayba Dominsky, who's the chief social responsibility officer at U.S. Bank, who came to speak to us once. Shout out to U.S. Bank, by the way, one of our close partners here at SOF. I remember she said that her view was that finance is really a noble industry, right? Whether you're doing something as direct as, you know, ESG and funding social impact related things, or even something as basic as just managing capital faithfully and serving clients well. It's really a noble industry. And I think the fact that it has this impression on campus as a shameful, selfish thing to go into really has a handful of effects, which, which aren't great. You know, for example, the first is that good people who want to go into finance are pushed out of it because of the stereotypes they hear. And so, you know, the quality of the character and skill of people going into the, fi- into the industry is diminished. The second is this sort of self-reinforcing effect among people who are going into finance, right? Where, quote unquote, you know, snaky behavior is seen as normal and even encouraged. And any sort of alignment to a higher purpose is seen as naive or even a weakness, right? And I think lastly, and perhaps most crushingly to me personally, is the fact that I've had a number of friends in my time at Princeton who really have been really dedicated towards social impact and doing good work with their career. And finance never even crossed their minds as a career option. The moment they step foot on campus, within a couple of weeks, everything they're hearing and seeing around them is telling them that if they're good people who want to do good in the world, finance is not even an option to consider, which I think is a shame because as we learn at SOF, not only is finance a valid vehicle to really do a lot of good in the world, it's potentially one of the highest leverage things that we can do to really reallocate lots of capital and be noble stewards of capital in the world to try to solve some of the world's largest problems. Let's go. Thanks, Nishan. Really, really appreciate you layering on. Adriana, how does MIT compare and contrast? What is finance culture like over in Boston or in Cambridge? Forgive me. <laughs> yeah, I feel like my experience is could be considered maybe somewhat of a combination of Joseph and Sunrits and Nishant, just because I feel like finance here at MIT, like coming from a university whose focus is primarily on computer science and engineering, like that's what MIT is known a lot for, even though Sloan is ranked in the nation, our business school, I feel like a lot of Basically, every major that is not either humanities or a sort of business major considers finance to be the easy way out, sort of the easy major, right? The one where you have to do the least amount of work, which is definitely not true from experience. I feel like Sloan itself, at least the undergraduate program, is extremely small compared to other majors. And I've seen that type of thinking that studying or majoring, not necessarily ending up in finance, but majoring in finance is sort of the easiest way out because there's a lot of people or a lot of students that also major in either computer science or mathematics, like pure mathematics or like mathematics and computer science and like end up in finance. They themselves view the finance majors as like, oh, they want the easy way out, right? They want to major in finance and then sort of get that pipeline. But I worked harder than them. So I feel like that definitely doesn't even have to be from like computer science majors. It could be from electrical engineering majors. I feel like that's a really common view of the finance here on campus. And I would say it's 
as I said, Sloan undergraduate is fairly small. And I wouldn't say it's that cutthroat environment where everything is really competitive and you aren't able to make friends because you always have to be aware of like who's your enemy. But I would say it definitely has been somewhat of a challenge to find yourself fitting in just because it is small. And even though it is small, the expectations of you having either like being involved in a ton of clubs, being finance or like business related or not, or having those like really prestigious internships all around your like college career I feel like that pressure is extremely high especially for the business just because it is that small and there are enough like sort of resources to go around and I would say it's like sort of a combination of you guys experiences you know Adrian and Joseph Sunrit hearing some of your experiences I think it's really made me realize how self-reinforcing the problem is right we have an industry in which we really need noble, dedicated people who are trying to use capital to serve the greater good. And because of the existing reputation it already has, it means that all the new talent coming into the industry is automatically self-selected to not be people who want to do good with their lives, right? And so there really seems to be this, this kind of systemic issue that's created by the culture of, of around finance at all campuses, right? Across three campuses here. And my personal hope is that at least SOF as an organization in all our chapters can hopefully slowly begin to change that. I did have lunch with our VP of mentorship last semester, and something she said always stuck with me. She said, you know, you could join any finance club on campus, but I joined SOF just because of the people. I mean, you just know because of the mission and the fact that there are so many options on campus that if someone's in SOF, they're a good person. And I've really felt that a lot of people say they join SOF because of the values, because they wanted to create impact. And, you know, like call me, I don't know, hollow hearted, but I, I joined because of Nishant, who's our president. I joined because of JC DeSwan, who was so wonderfully, who's a wonderful professor I joined because of the people and, you know, I looked to them and I like thought, is this the type of person I could imagine myself working with for the next five, 10 years? And I was like, yes, this is like as good of a person as my lab PI back at Rutgers when I did medical research. This is as good of a person as the owner of the Taekwondo center that I worked at last summer but they're leveraging their career to do so much more for the world. And I can get on board with that. I would agree wholeheartedly with what Sunrit said. I remember telling Ross at one point because of the, I guess the initial negative experience I had with a finance culture that I was very much reconsidering finance as an industry because I enjoyed being with my friends at computer science more than the finance bros at the, like the fratty finance bros that I was hanging out with because I just didn't really feel that comfortable with them. But obviously, similar to Sunrit, our glorious president, Joseph, at SOF chapter, one of the most wholesome, kind-hearted people, I think, on this planet. Like, I enjoyed being with him. The other members at Scholars of Finance, my big Taka, he's amazing, doing iBanking and IB in Singapore. All the great people that I was around in Scholars of Finance just made me, like, have a little more hope and say like, yeah, I still love finance and I love working with these people. Similar to how Sunrit felt, it's like, do I see myself working with these people five, 10 years down the line? It's like, of course. And I enjoy being with them and I want to work with them and work with people like them. 
And so similar to how Nishan pointed out that that self-reinforcing culture, like the bad finance culture where good people are turned away and quote unquote snake-like behavior comes in, having that community where the good people can feel like, oh, you know, I feel at home here and where they feel encouraged and motivated to keep doing what they enjoy doing and staying true to their values is really helpful to the finance industry and to help me stay with it when I was like very close to just dropping and saying, ah, I'm computer science. I like enjoying, I enjoy a company with my computer science friends. Yeah. And I think that, you know, one other thing that I have noticed is that this finance culture makes you think that, oh, you have to act like this. You have to act in a way prioritizing your own interests if you want to be successful. And if anything, I've seen that the people at our SOF chapter are some of the most accomplished, have the best internships, have the best networks, but they're still, you know, true to their values. They're still good people at heart. And I think that really removed that layer of finance culture. You know, I thought, you know, you have to behave like this to enter the industry. But the truth is, and what most entering college students don't realize, but I think SOF does a great introduction to this, is that you can be ethical, you can be a good person, you can hold your values close to your heart and still be immensely successful, reach the tippy top and use that position at the tippy top to do good. And people will probably look up to you more if you, you know, follow that path than following a traditional stereotypical finance culture as we discussed. This is such a rich conversation. I just wanted to sit back and let all of you, you go back and forth a bit. I'm finding this incredibly interesting and I have no doubt that our, our audience listening is enjoying this. A lot to unpack there. First takeaway is that across different campuses, there are different cultures within finance, whether at Berkeley, it can feel, you know, there's a really strong party culture associated with finance, really negative reputation. At Princeton, there's a little bit of shame going into it for a variety of reasons. And some people go in because they don't know what else to do. And it's just the way to make money. At MIT, a very, very engineering heavy school, you know, all the, the computer science and engineering majors look down upon the finance students because they're doing the easy math, right? All they have to do is addition, subtraction, division, and multiplication. They don't have to deal with cosines and anything else. There's differences on each campus, but also a lot of similarities, right? And that there needs to be a community of people, sounds like on your campus, which sounds like Scholars of Finance is providing, who do want to make an impact, who do want to do good with their lives and careers, and who view finance as a noble pursuit, right? A, a place where they can have a leveraged impact, a scaled impact by deploying the world's capital to solving the world's problems. I sincerely appreciate you all sharing. And it's, it's fascinating to hear. I would love to pivot us into a, another question really what your experience has been like on the receiving end of the industry. Some of you have interviewed, some of you maybe haven't had interviews yet, right? Those of you who are freshmen on the call, maybe you've just heard about the interview process. You've heard about the industry. I'm curious from your perspective, what is the perception of the finance industry? What's your perspective on the finance industry? What's the recruiting process like? What is it like trying to break into finance? Tell our audience a little bit about your perception of the industry and what it's like to get in. Adriana, why don't you start us with your perception on the finance industry? Yeah, of course. So I feel like definitely not only 
something that I consider, but something that also my friends, either when I told them I wanted to get into finance or maybe my parents' friends when I told them I wanted to get into finance, it's really um, the stigma, or at least what I see, is that a lot of people believe that if a person wants to get into finance, they want to do it solely because of the money, right? Solely because it's like the best, fastest way of you making the most money you can, and then you can do whatever you want with the money. And I feel like there's also sort of that belief that if you do like not only finance but having money in general if you want to have or aspire to have a lot of money or just being able to like financially sustain yourself and not like sort of worrying about that aspect is because you are greedy or because you only want it because you're selfish or that type of thing that I believe is certainly not true just because I know myself and for example I know the people at my local MITS web chapter or I've met all amazing people interns or executive at scholars of finance that I believe do have that mission of making finance a better field turning finance into that force for good that I've personally seen and has indeed changed my perspective of what finance is just because before I even learn about SOF or like this trend of wanting to make finance toward that force for good. Before that, I didn't even want to get into finance because of specifically what Nishan said at the beginning. I said, I'm a good person. I'm not greedy. So I don't want to get related. I don't want to even be related to finance just because that's not the kind of person I want to be perceived as. So I think that's definitely changing, but obviously it's not a change that could be done from a day to another right? It takes basically a village, if not an entire country, if not the entire world to change that. So I feel like that's definitely changing, but there's still a lot of work to do. And that's why there is SOF. That's why we are all here and want to make that difference with our careers. I'd say as president of the Princeton chapter, having seen, you know, a few dozen people now go into finance, I've really got three pieces of advice for any executives, partners, recruiters on the line who might be listening. I think the first is transparency. So the more firms can be transparent with recruiting processes, with requirements and with timelines, the more it means that people who have a pre-existing connection to finance, whether due to family or certain pre-existing social groups on campus, don't have an unfair advantage anymore. And the more it means that people who aren't from a traditional background going into finance, have the opportunity to access positions like that, right? It's not just about sophomore diversity summer programs. It's more about the actual process itself and making that really transparent. The second is I've noticed that a handful of firms on campus, not going to name any names, seem to have this sort of facade of elitism, at least, at least a facade that they seem to put on in an effort to attract, you know, the smartest talent, the most ambitious talent, the most driven talent. And what I've sometimes seen is that having that facade of elitism, while it might help the company's you know, reputation, image on campus in certain ways, also means that people who are right on the fringe about their judgment about the finance industry and about whether or not it's right for them, right, especially good people who want to do good work, can sometimes be pushed away by that kind of culture. So at least from the data points that I've seen and from the few dozen conversations I've had with students at Princeton, that's something I can share. And finally, I'd just recommend leading with the mission and values, right? It's been, especially in the past few years, really encouraging to see firms come into campus and talking about work-life balance, talking about their ESG efforts, talking about their culture and diversity. And it really makes a difference. And 
I think I would strongly recommend, especially if you're looking for mission-driven, values-driven talent, people who are really trying to do good work in their lives and careers, because I can promise you there's dozens and hundreds of people like that across universities in the U.S. Instead of leading with, we get the biggest deals, we'll pay you the most, we get the highest returns in our investments, or even, you know, we have the best work perks. I think really leading with the mission of your company and the values that really matter to you is going to be the thing that is really going to optimize for good people who want to do good work and are values-driven and are going to help make your firm and the finance industry the noble profession that it really needs to be. I can also answer this question, although my answer might be a little less optimistic, but it's honest. Recently, I think a great example of this, we had our Scholars of Finance Northeast Symposium at the KKR headquarters. Now, I come from a pretty humble background. You know, my parents, I'm a first-generation immigrant. My family doesn't come from much. And I was just at the top of this gigantic gleaming glass tower surrounded by wood paneled walls and these fancy waters. Like that was the first thing I noticed. And everyone's in these nicely tailored suits and I'm in my $15 H&M getup. And no, I just felt a little bit out of place, honestly. And coming into Princeton, I, I talked to someone else who was a financial engineering major who ended up going to medical school. And I asked him, like, what made you go to medical school when you're surrounded by this culture? And he said, I did my summer at City and I wasn't interested in, in the swanky lifestyle and all of the perks. And, you know, I realized it wasn't for me. And for me, a constant tension between the image of these financial firms on campus and in real life as I experienced and my own values is that I'm not really one who cares or is comfortable in a situation like that, but I really do enjoy the actual work and impact of it. And that's something that I hope to resolve with SOF moving forward, although I can't say I've resolved it right now. Thank you so much, everyone, for sharing your perspective on the reputation that finance has and what you know firms and employers can even do to better stand out right? And better attract the right people. Nishant, really appreciated your like three bullet pieces of advice. That was, I thought, really, really interesting. Um, I want to ask two more questions before we wrap this up. My first question is this, for each of you, what impact do you hope to have on the world through finance? Some of you mentioned this a little bit in your introductions, but would love to invite each of you to share that cause or that mission that you're on and that you hope to achieve through finance. I guess I could start us off. I definitely do want to have an impact. I feel like all of us here, at school, because we are our scholars of finance, we do want to have an impact with whatever field we end up right going into. But I feel like definitely part of my learning process, at least in this next three years that I have in college, is definitely sort of deciding what kind of impact I want to make because I feel like that's definitely part of the learning process because I feel like it wouldn't be that fun of a learning process if I already had my life planned out. So I guess like that's definitely part of the process and part of what I want to get out of not only my years at SOF, but also my years in college specifically. And whatever I end up doing, I just want to be able to say I had an impact that being either like a person to an organization it could be amazing it could be an entire country or the world but I feel like taking those small steps in order for you to maybe help a co-worker or help your company right do the things with 
good intentions or like practice your values better all of that can have that sort of domino effect that I feel it's definitely what I'm most looking forward to that specifically not only what I can do to sort of make that impact I want to make in the future but also how can I help empower others those being either my coworkers or the people that work for me or the people that I work for like how can I help them also achieve that best version of themselves and how they can also help empower others because it literally like takes a village to achieve what we're trying to do that being literally whatever we want to do so I feel like it's not only focusing on what I want to do or like what kind of impact I would have but also how I help empower others for them to achieve the impact I can also answer this question and I have more of a two-part answer. I have more of a personal impact that relates to, you know, making sure my family is secure. I have a younger brother, 10 years younger than me, making sure he has access to all his opportunities, isn't limited options when going to college. And then also I'm a big believer in effective altruism. And so personally through my future earnings, I hope to impact my ancestral village back in India specifically through education which you know I'm already trying to do through community service grants and such. And then in terms of my specific work in finance and and the impact I hope that has, I think that some of the biggest healthcare problems are intrinsically related to finance. You think of insurance, you think of drug prices, you think of the fact that the US spends more per capita on healthcare than some of its peer countries while not having the same standard of service. And I think that a lot of those questions are addressable through the world of finance. But, you know, <laughs> I'm 19, I have a lot to learn. I haven't really formulated the, the master plan to fixing the U.S.'s healthcare system right now. But, you know, I'm taking those opportunities to take not only economics classes and finance classes, but also health policy and engineering and mathematics. And, you know, using those skills and that knowledge to start building that seed of a plan in my head. So 20, 30 years down the line, I might be able to mobilize that for real change through a career. Some of you might not have figured it out all yet, but the healthcare industry better watch out because based on what I know of you, <laughs> I guarantee you're going to get there and be able to make a tremendous impact through capital and finance. I can share my perspective here. I really see the finance industry as this incredible enabler. Coming to Princeton, I see that there's amazing, talented people doing incredible work, whether in the public sector, the nonprofit sector, or the private sector, right? Work that's really changing people's lives, whether at a small scale of family business owners or at a large systemic scale with problems like climate change. And I see the finance industry as a group of people who have this incredible power, and with that, this incredible responsibility to allocate capital to make that entire system work, right? And so whether I'm at a VC fund helping fund innovative businesses that are doing things that would be traditionally too risky for investors, or whether I'm in some kind of a blended capital space, whatever it might end up being, I think it'll be the privilege of a lifetime for me personally to be able to play my part in this incredible $100 trillion engine of capital being managed in the United States, and hopefully be able to enable a lot of businesses, a lot of nonprofits, a lot of people's lives through that engine. Similar to Nishan and Sunrit. Likewise, I guess I'll start with a little background about 
my history because I'm a first gen college student. Both of my parents are self-employed. They never went to college and they worked in the real estate market. My dad is a property manager. My mom is a realtor. And I preface that because the finance industry to me was originally, I thought of it as financial markets. So the stock market, the public, like public companies, keeping up with IPOs, looking at 10Ks and investing. That's what I thought the finance industry was to me growing up until I came to college. And once I came here, though, I realized that the private sector has a lot of power in terms of driving a positive impact when it comes to, like Nishan was talking about, VC, private equity, asset allocation, all, all that, the ability to move trillions of dollars into things that could really influence the world and having a say in that and having a moral background and, and having all the, the values and, and the, the desire to participate in like servant leadership and using that allocation for good is huge. And I want to be a part of that system. I, I want to use my tech background to make it more efficient, try to find a way to influence the finance industry, make some processes faster. I love using technology to do three hours of work in like one hour and make things a lot quicker, a lot smoother, a lot faster. So I hope to have an impact on finance through using technology and allocating assets to be used for the better of the world. Thanks, everyone. We're coming up on time. So one final rapid fire question, just one or two sentences. Each of you have been really involved as Scholars of Finance on the national team and at your chapter. How has Scholars of Finance impacted you? Why would you encourage others to join Scholars of Finance? I think the biggest way for me is really just being part of this incredible community of hundreds of students going into, into finance with a central mission in mind. It's really encouraging, you know, we're all here to support each other and encourage each other. And I think that impact, that community SOF will create is probably the most impactful thing for me. For me, it's very simple. Scholars of Finance has given me an internship. Scholars of Finance has given me a job. Scholars of Finance has given me values and mentors and an amazing platform to jump off of. And I don't think that any other organization provides that comprehensive of a toolkit to succeed in an ethical career as Scholars of Finance does, simply put. Likewise, for me, Scholars of Finance gave me a community of like-minded, value-driven individuals where I feel like I have a place in the financial industry and a place to succeed and grow and make the world a better place. Yeah, definitely. And to sort of end it off, I sort of can relate to all of you guys' experiences, but I feel like the support after I joined for the national internship, I feel like the support national has given me both in the professional and personal aspect has been incredible. And it definitely, I've basically never received that support before and in the local position too, especially the networking opportunities, not only with people, students, but also with the professionals that I feel like all students who want to get involved in finance and see themselves supported or reflected on by the values this organization has to offer would most definitely benefit from. Thank you, everyone. What a wonderful, wonderful conversation. We definitely have to do this again in the future. This will be the first of many student interviews and panels. I want to thank you all for your time, for coming on the podcast today. You were wonderful guests, and I cannot wait for our community to hear all of your experience and insights. And just want to thank you for your passion and commitment to our mission here at Scholars of Finance. Thank you, and hope you have a great night. Thank you so much, Ross. Thank you, Ross. It was amazing. Hey, guys. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode of Investing in Integrity by Scholars of Finance. I want to share a huge thank you to our advisors, directors, donors, team, and our members who make this all possible. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you have any feedback for us, you can send it to hello at scholarsoffinance.org or by visiting our website. Until next time, please join us on our mission to inspire character and integrity in the finance leaders of tomorrow.